I blinked and stopped thinking about his clothes. Lockwood was standing at my door. All this ran through my mind in the first split second. Hello, Lucy, he said. I just about managed to avoid the worst-case scenario in which my mouth would simply have stayed wide open while emitting a gassy whining sound, but I didn't get close to the cool, calm reaction I'd dreamed about during those four long months apart. Hi, I said. I withdrew my hand from my pyjamas. I rubbed hair out of my eyes. Hi. Sorry, it's a bit early, Lockwood said. I see you're not long up. Funny. When I'd lived with him at Portland Row, I'd potted around in nightclothes all the time. Now that we worked apart, I was suddenly wildly embarrassed. I looked down. No, they weren't even my best pyjamas. They were an old grey pair I was using while my laundry was being done. My laundry! My blood went cold. The laundry parcel! If it was outside the door... I craned my head out, surveyed the landing to either side. No, no sign of it. Good. Are you all right? Lockwood asked. Something wrong? No, no, everything's fine. I took a deep breath. Be calm. The pyjamas weren't a biggie. I could deal with this. It was all going to be great. I put one hand nonchalantly on my hip, tried for an expression of airy unconcern. Yes, everything's fine. Good. Oh, there was this packet on your step, Lockwood said. He produced a see-through plastic bag from behind his back. Looks like it's got a lot of um, nicely ironed items in it. Don't know if they're... I gazed at it. Yeah, they'll be... uh, They'll be my neighbours. I'll look after it for him, for her. I snatched the bag and tossed it out of sight behind the door. You look after your neighbour's pants. Lockwood glanced back across the landing. What kind of apartment block is this? It's... Well, actually, I... I ran harassed fingers through my uncombed hair. Lockwood, I said, what are you doing here? His smile broadened, carrying me with it. It became a sunnier place, that little landing. The smell of my neighbor's lavender plantation receded. I no longer noticed the peeling wallpaper on the stairs. How I wished I was properly dressed. I wanted to check in, see that you were doing okay, Lockwood said. And, he added, before I could challenge this, I've got something to ask you too. His gaze flicked past me for an instant, into the room. If you've got the time, that is. Oh, yes, yes, of course I have. Um, why don't you come in? Thanks. He stepped inside and I closed the door. Lockwood looked around. So this is your place, he said. My place. Oh, God. With the shock of seeing him, I hadn't stopped to think about the condition of my room. I glanced around, and with instant, awful clarity, saw everything. The sorry hump of duvet in the centre of the bed, my pillow laced with ancient stains, the various mugs and crisp packets, 
and plates with toast crusts stacked to the left of the sink, the dirty bags of iron and salt, the rusty chains, the ghost jar with its horrid skull, now mercifully quiet, the colourful scraps of clothing scattered on the floor. Then there was the carpet. I hadn't vacuumed the place in months. Why hadn't I? Why hadn't I actually bought a vacuum cleaner? Oh, God. It's nice, Lockwood said. His voice, so calm and measured, had an immediate effect on me. I took hold of my thoughts and quieted them. Yes, actually it was nice. It was mine, after all. I was paying for it. I was making it work. It was my place. It was fine. Thanks, I said. Look, do you want to sit down? No, no.